the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, is here. He's just stepped away for a moment. So we encourage you to give us a call with your gardening questions at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or better yet, come on by in Millburgers and visit with It's a beautiful day it's a, a little bit of a breeze out there it's nice and sunny yeah and so uh yeah we encourage you to come on by and visit with us hi did you want to come on the air with us i could okay, okay. here See grab that, that mic, mic right and there? you got a question yes i'd like to know if you have any wildflowers oh yeah. this guy <laughs> this guy knows all about them wildflower seed it's they're inside. Ah, Looking for wildflower seeds. Inside where the cash registers are. The newspaper this morning had... Uh, the oh, go ahead and talk in the mic a second. The newspaper this morning had the suggestion of uh, throwing wildflower seed. So that's why I'm coming to look oh, here good. at Millburgers. What did they say do? What they do? said throw it out on the ground and just let it do its thing. Uh-huh. So, Who wrote that? I cannot remember the gentleman's name. It's okay. the the same writer that that does it every week. Wasn't Finch, Saturday. was it? Does it sound like Calvin Finch? Could it be that? Possibly. Uh, I, I didn't look and I've forgotten. I, did, I did, wrote did, about feeding did, the birds. Oh, you didn't write about wildflowers? Wildflowers. <laughs> See. Uh, last last week. Oh, is that could have been oh, a last week? See if there was a. Oh, okay. No, I'm, I'm thinking it was this morning. Okay. The morning sneeze. Okay. It was either yesterday morning oh, or this yeah, morning. Yeah. I read here the it Here it says. You found this it. week in the garden. Okay. This week in the garden. Say, uh, what does it say about it? Or would you like me to read it? No. Okay. <laughs> it says obtain wildflower seed and spread them over an area in full sun where the seed will make contact with the soil. It's got to be seed soil contact. Single species seed packets and seed mixes are available from air nurseries and internet seed companies. Uh, the the mixes, are, I don't know if we have any mixes. We got a lot of uh, blue bonnets. Uh, uh, Ladybird Johnson Royal Blue Blue Bonnet. And the best one. They're supposed to be scarified. I know where they'll come up fast. But the problem is, uh, you want to hold off and wait till we get some moisture. Oh, well, they were hoping for moisture this weekend. Right. Uh, stop it! <laughs> you need to be more enthusiastic. I, I, would, I would go be, uh, I would go take that. Uh, but anyway, we need. Uh, 
we need some moisture before they'll germinate. Uh, if you just throw them out there on bare soil, dry soil, <laughs> they won't won't germinate real fast. So wet the soil first. No, I thought you said it was going to rain this week. Well, that's what the weather is calling for. Uh huh. But you still might want to wet the soil first. Okay. I don't know. Because you can't in the we- on the weekend. It's against you, the law. You can do it by hand. Sure. Or the sprinkler system. No, you can't use the sprinkler system. <laughs> Not on the weekend. <laughs> What's that? Well, it doesn't have to be today. No, it could be your your yeah, normal day. Yeah, that's true. Get the seed She's got the idea. But uh, I, I, there's a lot of uh, blue bonnet seeds in there. But uh, I was in there looking the other day. I didn't didn't see the the other things like larkspur and things like that. You want to encourage that, or you can call uh, call wild seed farms up in Fredericksburg, and they can send you one of the mixes that they have. Oh, gosh, and, and that's the ones you probably see along the highway. Right, and, right, and right, right. People plant in their meadows where they're, right, right. they're not growing cattle yeah. feed <laughs> at the moment. You, you've got uh, bare soil in your lawn? Yes. <laughs> Don't behind, we all? Behind the fence, edging the uh, green space. Oh, okay. And it gets nice uh, sun and... Uh, okay, that'll work. Of course, we may get some deer up there, but... <laughs> Yeah, um, most deer won't eat most wildflowers. They 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 know it's against the law for them to eat them. <laughs> That's deer. Well, they sure did like my tulip bulbs. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> they like everything else. Yes, well, every everything that I planted with bulbs, uh, they dug up and ate, yeah. and and left big uh, footprints all over the oh. flower bed and scat and. <laughs> Turn, turned over the uh, bird bath. She said scat. No. That was good. Thank you, you, you for saying that? that. That was nice. Thank you for saying so, scat. So uh, they're uh, <laughs> they're not on my uh, favorite list of animals at the moment. Well, and, and I'm here buying new things to replace what they dug up. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Uh, I've i got some. I was going to mention uh, some deer resistant. Winter, I was going to mention some deer resistant winter uh, plants that will bloom. And uh, one of them that I know they won't eat is one called Dusty Miller. Dusty Melon? Dust, Miller. Dust Miller. M I L L E R. Now, I, uh, they, I checked for the transplants, the grower. And it's going to be about a week, uh, 10 days before probably we have those here. But Dusty Miller and Trace says they won't eat calendulas. That's that, uh, they call it, a lot of people call it a, a winter marigold. And they say, <laughs> Trace says, they won't eat snapdragon. I just filled up a cart with snapdragons. Oh, good. <laughs> so hopefully they won't eat them. Well, hopefully they won't eat Where's them. Where's the cart? We'll see if they're being eaten now. Come back. Did, can we ask your question on the air? Did you? Okay, grab that mic. What you, what you got going on there? You don't have to do. You don't. Okay, you don't have to worry about that part. Yeah. What's going on? Hi. Hi. So I have snapdragons from last year planted. Oh, um, good. In the fall that are still 
growing and have bloomed throughout the summer, which I know is highly unusual, yeah. very sporadic. But my question is, should I cut them back um, for preparation for wintertime? What are they? Snaps. 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 Snap dragon. They, and they're not the rocket. They're just a normal. They bloomed over the summer. They bloomed, yes, yeah, sporadically over the summer, but I was really surprised. I have some blooming right now. Yeah. Are they uh, putting new foliage on? Yes, here and there. <laughs> and they um, they did not get the rust. Oh, Usually good. when they get the rust, I just um, pull them right up. There you go. Really? And they, they, they lived through that 199-degree? <laughs> they did. I was, yeah. But in my yard, I, there's a lot of things that grow that usually other people can't grow, from what I was told. <laughs> do you have Do you have deer? No deer. No deer. I'm no sorry. deer. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Did you want some? No. <laughs> yeah, we could have some brought over. We there. have some some gardeners that carry the snapdragons through. That really surprises me this year because of the heat. But <laughs> I lost um, um, some other plant. Not lost, but they diminished in size. But yeah, definitely the snaps did survive. Interesting that. <laughs> I think I would just. Hey, that guy just got your purse. Hit him with a mic. I have no idea who that is. That's yeah, my husband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I would just give him some fertilizer and, okay. and, 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 and fill in if you need the filling. Oh, I'm, so. I always fill in. Yeah, they got a <laughs> they got a ton of choices. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting. I was looking up snapdragons last night for some reason. And uh, uh, the, the definition of snapdragon is a perennial. Yeah. Yes. I always thought of them as annuals. Uh, the, the, who who to your place 20 years ago? Philip? Philip. Philip that used to be <laughs> Philip's thing. He used to uh, uh, keep a few snapdragons alive all t- is that into right? the summer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, just so he could talk about it, Mike. No, maybe so. What else have you so, grown that no one else can grow? Or said they, people say you shouldn't be able to grow? Um, let's see. Four o'clocks grow like crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, uh, right. They're um, booming up the storm. So over, um, after snowbed, as we call it, we yeah. um, the viburnum, see any plant at all. Um, there are some things that took a while to get back. but <laughs> Well, we did the same thing we and a couple other horticultures in Trace, we kind of did an a, uh, assembled a list, and we it turned out that we were more conservative than we needed to be because a lot of those plants that we thought weren't going to make mm-hmm. did. Uh, and then, but but we went through a lot of uh, discussions, trying to <laughs> especially like on citrus and things, trying to figure out if they were on rootstock or. If I thought my back. citrus had died. That was in the pot, but it actually came back. It did fruit, but it fell off. So I'm hoping that next year a lot it will survive. The, a lot of the plants, produce. when they did come back, were uh, not. Uh, I'm getting to the point on some of them where I just soon plant new ones than, than to try to keep nursing these that I'm. Uh, primrose jasmine. And, yeah, uh, yeah. My viburnums. Some of my viburnums. Yeah. But. Uh, that, you yes. mentioned the rocket snapdragons. This uh, spring, they are doing tremendous. Uh, I, my rockets actually bloomed, I want to say, maybe a month ago. Again, huh. full. Great. Yes. So. And therefore, wow. they got full foliage, and they made it through the, uh, the rust. Yes. Yes, they cool. made it through the rust. <laughs> so I don't need to trim any of them at all right now. Okay. Uh-huh. 
I don't need to trim any of the snaps in preparation well, for the winter. No, I, w I would just fertilize them and okay. uh, keep them water. Okay. And uh, if the weather cooperates, then you shouldn't be faced with rust further until <laughs> next spring. Yeah. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank y'all very much. Great job. Coming up here. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Trace is on the porch with us. What's going on, Trace? Good morning, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Oh, it is. It's yes. okay. You're... It's been a long day already. Yes. It's, it's morning somewhere. People are loving those snaps. Snap they drivers. are. It's a good deal. Yeah. And, they're, and they're pretty in blooming, so you can actually see what oh, color they're going to be. they're killer. Over there on the... <laughs> on the bench there to the right as you walk in. But people are taking them, especially, especially the young people. Yeah, we uh, we want to stress, though, that no one has actually been hurt by buying the Snapdragons. Uh, no one has been killed at all. That's true. Yeah, when he says killer, it doesn't mean what, you, what it could. So we, we ran them on sale, what, three weeks ago, and we sold out. So I was wow. like, uh, oh. all right. So I, gotta, I know, because I, la I, I got like, last. Uh, I got to, like, triple my order this go-round. Oh, good. <laughs> we'll, well, see, uh, we'll see how uh, the supposed rain affects them. Yeah. Boy, nobody believes the rain. Now, the Sinisa do. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sinisa are blooming. My Sinisa at home, yeah. because it's a barometer tree, Yeah. I've named it Bari. Well, this time I hope, <laughs> you're, this time I hope your sage is wrong. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's tomorrow night that they're predicting it. Yeah. The well, night's helpful, but it's, okay. it, it sure yeah, but does they're getting mess as, up as normal. They're, get, they're, oh. they're lessening and lessening the prediction. Yeah, they seem to be. That's uh, going from uh, this morning. It one was and like a half eight. inches to now down to six tenths of an inch of rain. Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw Which is not all right. The uh, AccuWeather was eighty-five percent chance tomorrow, and now Weather.gov is like forty percent chance. Hey, oh, really? Yeah. And, and look for what they're riding under the percentages: scattered showers. Oh, okay. He's not. That's a. Oh, she's showing you the picture of what she's got. All right. That was March after. Oh, oh wow. That's pretty. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> uh, you'll have to show Calvin. Cool. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Seems to be a lot of things going on here, Trace. What you got going on? I hear voices. Do you uh, hear voices or things talking to us? We, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so first is the train. So it yeah. started at noon. It'll end, yeah. it'll end at two, kind of like with y'all. Yeah, so we're like a train. Time. Yes, we're like a train wreck. <laughs> I was going to make that exact joke. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry. Maze is open. Uh -huh. um, pumpkins are ready. We got more, so we got in uh, twenty more pallets. And I, I like to claim that we try to get those big stemmed ones. Cause yeah, yeah. It's all about the stem. They, they, a lot. Of, they stole out the ones you had. Oh, the stemmed. pumpkins, yeah. Well, I got 20 more, so I'm not running out anytime soon. <laughs> and they, uh, uh, they uh, as I came in th through the parking lot, uh, every kid, a small child, had a pumpkin or two. A little baby guy? Uh, little yeah. baby pumpkin? I, I plan it that way. <laughs> some of them. Well, they like her, and you're just giving, them, giving the customer what they want. Yeah. Some, uh, some of the parents probably gave up the ghost and uh, had a whole... Uh, uh, it's at a dollar ninety nine for the little one. It's not worth the argument. Uh, 
<laughs> and they kind of like when your wife says, uh, "I need some new pots and pans." Yeah, if you they, get them, you don't get food. So no. <laughs> yeah, they the kids. Tr- yeah, the children love those little ones. And uh, let's see, you got white ones over there too. Aren't you? We do, and then we got the little Pokemons where they're orange and white striped. Oh yeah, and then some of the solid orange ones, yeah. and some gourds too. Some of the gourds are really neat. Yeah, they've they've done a lot with those pumpkins. A little, I don't I don't think they're really pumpkins. They're uh, I'm assuming gourds. they're gourds. They're gourds, but that we'll call it a pumpkin. <laughs> But, so uh, I did carve one once, and I had to use a uh, box cutter to actually make it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so hard. Yeah, mm. yeah. That indicates it's not a pumpkin. The, um, but I, I bet the squash vine the board doesn't bother that plant. Yeah, do you sell seed of that mini pumpkin? I, I don't I don't think so, but I'd have to go look. I, I know they're. I, I know. In my mind, we shouldn't sell any pumpkin seeds. Well, that's true. But uh, just tatuma squash. Tatumas. Tatumas are doing well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They do yeah, well they every year. <laughs> foliage and starting the line out there. Yeah. Is I it said, too late to plant seed? No. Okay. Not of Tatuma. Okay. I think I have some seed from a couple years ago. No. Cucumbers <laughs> have been a little slow. Well, float it, Milton. Float it. Float it? Yeah. Oh, okay. And if it floats, it's good. If it sinks, it's bad, or vice no, versa? I'm pretty sure it's the other way around. Vice okay. versa. English peas are doing well. Good. Um, Trace, are we still on for tomorrow? I, I haven't heard differently, so we Good. should have the uh, mammogram here tomorrow. I think there's still time to sign up for it. Yeah, you want to sign up. I think that's to your advantage. You can go to millburgernursery.com. It's from 10 to, oh, let me open up. I think it's from 10 to 3, but I want to make sure. Yeah, so that's the University Health Center will be here with their uh, mammogram bus, uh, which is a great opportunity for some folks. So. Look at look so. at my butterfly vine out there. Have you looked at that? Noticed that today? Look at uh, your wine. It's solid bloom. I was looking at the ones that we just got in that are in bloom, and they got <laughs> they, the little fancy seed pot all. Oh, over oh my goodness! So you got some in? Yeah, we got some five-gallon ones in, and they're, they're beautiful. That's come back from the ground, of course. I've been watching it all year, and uh, it, it slowly climbed up that. Uh, Arbor or whatever you call that thing. Is that from the ground or is that from the whiskey barrel next to it? I think it's from the ground. I think it's from the whiskey barrel. Is mm. it? Okay. Or whatever. Which means it's super cold tolerant. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. That We didn't move that when it got city cold. Oh. It fell back to the ground. But it is full of blooms. I don't know if I've ever seen one bloom that much. But and also it's making the little butterfly seed pods. Uh in time for Thanksgiving and Christmas decorations. Well, the ones in the, in the line for sale, I don't know if they're still there, but there were a few of those last, last week that were there. Yeah. So anyway. They look good. Yeah. Well, and it is. It's tomorrow from 10 to 2. And millburgernursery.com is where you can go to sign up <laughs> uh, and uh, click to sign up. Well, now, last week, weekend, Yeah. Uh, I was trying to make a list of plants that bloomed in the winter uh, or was available in the winter that would uh, uh, for, uh, furnish fall color. And uh, I, I found a Dusty Miller, and uh, I bet you haven't got any of that. Sure do. Do you? Yeah. 
Okay, oh, there's a, a big supply. Right back over there, behind the cyclamen. You can't see them because it's a cyclamen or Yeah. Oh my goodness, what are those? They're breeding. Giant, giant swallowtails. They're okay. breeding. Oh dear. Can we talk about that on the radio? I don't know if we should have that. They they just been flaunting it all around. <laughs> you should have seen it this morning at eight o'clock. They, they were everywhere. <laughs> they really? That's cool. But anyway, the uh, I'll have to open up just an hour early for butterfly, man. We were talking about Dusty oh, Dusty Miller and uh, Trace came along and said he had two to add to the list: calendulas <coughs> and snapdragons. And so, if you want to try that out, you people that have uh, deer problems, uh, snapdragons are on sale, right? Yeah, they are. Snapdragons are on sale. And you can give that a try. Now, I'm going to try it down south and on on the ranch that I work with. Uh, but I'm going to use some uh, uh, deer rich palate. I think you should anyway. For the first month or two months or whatever till they get established. But I'm, I'm not sure they won't eat the blooms. Well, so cyclamen is actually on that list. Really? But I've physically seen them eat the blooms. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like red yucca. They, they may not <laughs> like the leaf, yeah. but the bloom it might be considered candy. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, a lot of people are looking for something that will bloom in the shade. Milton, I didn't realize they were talking about uh, um, deer, deer-proof deer blooms, and I was wondering, why are they talking about Dusty Miller's when there's cyclamen oh. out there in stocks? <laughs> And dianthus and alyssum and all that stuff booming up. What should they? They'll eat overnight. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even take overnight. Yeah. <laughs> they follow behind the car. They but, know you're bringing it home. But do you have calendulas? I do. Yeah. All right. Two, uh, two uh, sizes. Only, uh, like. only problem with calendulas is you're color limited. So it's basically just yellows or oranges, which are yeah. Oranges happy, are cool. Happy colors. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're big blooms, though. They are. Yellow and orange. But, uh, yeah, you might want to try those two if you're in uh And so should they, should they write down Trace's uh, yeah. email address? I'm, g- in, I'm giving in some, in some neighborhoods. Uh, <laughs> under, under some conditions. Well, I make a controversial recommendation. <laughs> he makes sure they know how to get a hold of me and, and what... Uh, yeah, what were the plants that they used to find tycoon? me? Tycoon? Huh? Tycoon tomatoes? Yeah. No. Uh, you know, when you, when I told them that they, they, the uh, deer generally didn't know. <laughs> hey, before we take a break, I need to talk to you about the San Antonio water system. They want to remind you again, we are in stage two water restrictions. Hopefully we'll get some rain. But I, I think how long do we stay in the stage until even two, well, the, a month after? Edwards is going into the f- stage four. Oh, wow. Well, we're still in stage so there'll two. Be on pressure, there'll be more pressure on saws to, to move. It was stri- stricter regulations, or if they can justify it in terms of water use, they yeah. don't have to. 
So the key is to, to be a good uh, steward of your water and uh, to abide by the stage two restrictions. Um, and, you know, that is watering uh, on your designated day, like we were talking to the woman, not on the weekend. You can water by hand on the weekend, but not with a sprinkler system. Uh, but between 7A and 11A and between 7P and 11P, you'll find all the details at uh, at saws.org forward slash stage two. You'll find out all the things that you can and can't do. And uh, it's it's not only good to be a good steward of that water and, and uh, help us stay in stage two, but also you avoid getting fines uh, for uh, not participating and not cooperating and not following the rules. So avoid the fines, keep the yard looking good, and uh, be a good uh, steward of that water. Go to saws.org forward slash stage two. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. You call us at 210-308-8867. And we'll be back in a moment on The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Don't forget, for all those things that are bugging you in the house, from ants to roaches to fleas to spiders to scorpions to rats to raccoons, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you he out. He sure talks about those bugs with enthusiasm, doesn't he? I yeah. know. I know those well, I feed I, those raccoons. Uh-oh. You feed, yeah, you do feed the raccoons. And can he get rid of the skunks? Uh, yeah, I bet he can. I got skunks, too. Okay. They're you, beautiful. Well, you don't want to get rid of yours. Well, if you if you don't want them, unlike Jerry, call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control because since 1976, they've been helping homeowners. Uh, maybe you've got ant problems. Maybe you still got mosquito problems. He's got the Into Care system that can help you. It's a cool way to do it uh, without spraying, without fogging. It's Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. They'll take a holistic look, so they'll find out what's causing the problem and they'll treat both the problem and what's causing it. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Online at GoSpiderManPest.com where you can see all the great reviews. GoSpiderManPest.com. All right, you give us a call. We want to know what's going on in your gardening world. It's 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866 308 8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Yes, but but Bari is blooming, and they're blooming all around town. Oh, what amazes uh, what, what is blooming your. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sinisa. Oh, really? I call I it Bari because it's was, barometer uh, bush. I was excited about that report we got on the snapdragons that are blooming because that's consistent with the gardens in my mm-hmm. neighborhood, too. Uh, the rockets that can be difficult. A little fussy sometimes, and yeah. but the, the the wind hasn't been bad enough to warm oh, down, and they and they made it through the rust, and they're booming up a storm now. Did so, they? Did they? Did they were planted when last uh, spring? These 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 like were planted in the spring, but that, that okay. other persons had carried some mm-hmm. all the way through, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, mine that I. She uh, was quite proud. <laughs> yeah, mine that I had planted. Last year, I just 
Apple to make room for Zinnias. You don't think I was going to leave Snapdragons when I could play Zinnias? <laughs> uh, so I'm hoping for rain. I don't. I know y'all are. I uh, am too. Yeah, um, we need rain. You know, I've left I'll, my I'll windows take, down. I'll take the six tenths of an inch. Yeah, you leave your windows down. What else can you can, can Jerry do? <laughs> so, can you wash your vehicle? <laughs> uh, I told you the story about car washes. Uh, when I was going to give somebody a Christmas present of car washes, yeah, which I, I thought was a wonderful idea, Jeremy said, "That's an old guy gift. Nobody wants car washes anymore." No, oh. and I said. <laughs> I like car washes, yeah. and so and so, so we get we I got them some, and sure enough, they loved it. Yeah, I bet. And they weren't old. Well, this this is kind of a, hang on, a, a semi pleasant story, <laughs> but you know, uh, Judy passed. Yeah, one of the things that you know I'm going through in her estate and all her session was a pile of. Uh, Car wash certificates. Is that, that she, right? That she hadn't used. Yeah, she got. She used to get car washes all the time. But I, I guess people l- l- knew that and gave, kept giving her oh. car wash gifts. So, <laughs> so I've got a, 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 enough. For Have a, they expired? For a yeah. Um, the ones I looked at didn't, but they're to okay. the end of the year. Okay. All right. Ray is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Ray. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on? Uh, you know, I was wondering, did, did I hear uh, Calvin call for a Gulf Fritillary report? What? Can you hear, Ray? Did you call for a Gulf Fritillary report? Hmm? Did you call <laughs> for a Gulf Fritillary report? Butterfly. Oh, gosh, yeah. They're, that's always a good report. Yeah, and okay. Tra- Trace and Jerry were talking about the... The vines over at the custom, the uh, certified butterfly garden, and one of the vines is a um, passion vine. Yeah. But uh, that, well, that, Ray, you... that native passion vine, can't remember what the common name is for it, that's booming with the red, yeah. red seed balls and the purple flowers. Yeah, it's that, pretty. That's just loaded. So what's your report? Yeah, so I, I remember I called a couple of weeks ago, and I I thought that what I was seeing was uh, monarchs, and, and I oh, pointed yeah. out they, they were actually Gulf fritillaries. Oh, yeah. So I thought, well, you know, I don't have any monarchs, so maybe maybe you'll call for a Gulf fritillary, because that's about all I got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, the the, the monarchs have been uh, slow. There, We've seen a few here at Millburgers, and I finally uh, have seen some at, at, in my neighborhood. But the, I haven't seen any. It's funny the the queens are dominating part of the garden where the uh, uh, mist flowers are, and the uh, and, and uh, well they, everything everything likes porterweed. <laughs> and then your golf fritillaries are down down there where all those uh, passion vines are. So yeah, but they're nearly they- as pretty as the, as the uh, monarchs. Yeah, they really are. They are pretty, but uh, that's, that's about all I'm seeing. I'm not seeing any monarchs, but, you know, I probably don't have the, the right kind of plants, the porterweed and all that stuff. I, no. I, those, those plants get so large that I just don't have room. Yeah. It, know, may be, it may be that they're extinct. But, uh, yeah, that could be. That they could they be. may be extinct. 
Maybe that's oh, what counts. That's, that's only half. They passed. That's only halfway funny. Uh, yeah. On the monarchs. Yeah, right. Because it's because uh, it is a little scary. There's 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 so at mercy of the weather, and uh, they need that milkweed. And uh, they I, think maybe they, I think maybe they stopped up north where they had more rain than we did that here. Well, then they get killed by the cold. Yeah. They, yeah they, well, you can't, can't reason with a monarch, you know? Have you maybe, tried? Maybe yeah, they just, yeah. they're, they're not getting enough yeah. moisture that's, around That's this why area. we're in danger is because Jerry led the yeah. negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> he whispered to them all. <laughs> So that's what's all, all over right. your windshield, right, Jerry? Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks, Ray. Thanks for yeah, coming. Yeah, right. thanks. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Yeah, were you here when Calvin burst Ray's bubble? No. It was just sad. He sent us a picture he thought was the Monarchs, and Calvin said, that's not Monarchs. <laughs> that's <laughs> all for Ray. Ray, you don't know what you're talking about. That way, much more dramatic. There you go. All well, right. He, he, he was... He was talking about his garden, and his his garden didn't have plants that I would have thought were go to monarch. And in uh, the golf fritillaries were everywhere, and what he described were plants that the golf fritillaries really liked. So yeah, and you but, really do just sitting on the porch looking out. You've got it. It's like butterfly wonderland here. It really is. I'll expect you at eight o'clock tomorrow. Well, that's part. What's that? I'll expect you at 8 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I got that thing happening uh, by that thing, you know. Otherwise, I'll be here. <laughs> um, uh-oh, 210-308-8867. What else is going on, Trace? Uh, what else are folks talking about? What are they asking your Lots employees? Lots of stocks out there. Uh, mostly what, what they can grow uh, for the wintertime, whether yeah. it's vegetables or still a lot of grass. Uh, pe- I guess yeah. they, people are assuming it's going to rain. So, so. Uh, we're moving through a lot of grass. So if you're looking for sod, we do have uh, Raleigh St. Augustine in stock and some Bermuda. Uh, okay. Which is not normal. Somebody come in here with us. Oh, that's cool. Good. Yeah, they're they're getting that grass so they can get it down before it rains, right? You're okay. Right. You're okay, man. So, so they think. Oh, come on up. <laughs> Did you want to be on the air with us? Okay, that's a no. I, I that was a hard I, no. I don't read lips, but uh, I'm pretty sure that We're was enough. We're not going to talk to you unless you're going to be on the air. What's that? A no. private consultation with uh-huh. Jerry? Now, if you don't agree to go on the radio, Milton's going to lose his job. Yeah, I could. It's, uh-huh. uh, well, why do you wanna, are you ready for your private consultation? Uh-huh. Did you want to talk to her? Okay. Jerry, okay. You, you, you talk to her real quick, and then okay. we'll turn your mic down. So. You're yeah you're you're okay you're okay, you're not on the air you're not coming, no don't don't give your name, all right, Trace what else is going on so grass Bermuda sod um, yep so uh, we had a uh, a overbought from our landscape department so um, oh good we do have some uh, Tiff Tough, which is a sports field Bermuda. So it's like one step above the TIF 419, which most people have. So it mixes in fine. But it actually tends to keep more green during the winter. So normally oh, Bermuda, normally Bermuda is going to go sleepy uh, pretty quick. But this one, even with Snowmageddon, there was still green in some of it. Very cool. How much do you have? Should folks call uh, now and put it aside? No, or? that doesn't happen. So it's a first come, first serve. Okay. Uh, if you're interested, come on down. Consist- consistent with... Uh 
our, our support of uh, saws and uh, stage two um, enforcement. Uh, what? How are how are people? I know people are successfully planting sod. They've got some provision for some flexibility to water every day. Or? Well, I was I asked Mark about that when he was here, and yes, they can they can sign up for uh, I forgot what they call it. Uh, Deference or something, something like that. Yeah. So like they got like a two or three week period where they. Oh, can, okay. Uh, and really, if you if you plan if you plan well, and do your you know you roll your sod like we talked about, um, and water water frequently with within those provisions, you you can be quite successful. You'll get it settled in in uh, the, whatever it is three week requirement, and then you shift to a. a a little more flexible schedule, but it's it's not as it's not as easy if you could uh, water all any time all the time. But it's it is the the provisions are such that you can be pretty successful with a new sod. Well, most everybody out there is married, so there's always a spouse you can put behind a water hose. You know that from I a, know that for a fact for, from experience. Yes. Yeah. Say what. A spouse that you can, there's, if you're married, there's always a spouse that you can put behind the water hose. That's what that's what Trace does. Yes. Yeah. I don't think she'd have it any other way, quite frankly. No. Not at all. Okay, so that's good. So you've got what, that. What's, what, what's a zoysia situation? Uh, emerald is the only one that we have uh, access to at the moment. Wow. That surprises me. For, for a while, there were new, these new selections that were kind of dominating zoysia, and you didn't hear much about emerald. Well, we oversold, uh, over-harvested for uh, quite some time after the big freeze. And zoysias really only grow when it's hot. So it's got to fill those fields back out again. Uh, so I'm hoping soon. But that Provista also took a, took away some of the fields. So they're touting that St. Augustine uh, to be the future oh. of St. Augustine's huh. and other grasses because of its drought tolerancy and uh, its ability to have Roundup sprayed over right over the top of it. Yeah. It's Roundup resistant. That's It's going to be interesting. And the studies show it's actually more drought tolerant than Floritam, and uh, that it's more shade forgiving than Palmetto. That's Pro Vista. Yeah. And you have a little plot we that have they a can plot. see. Uh, it seems to be a richer green, even without fertilization. Oh, huh. Um, everything about it sounds to be almost too good to be true. Yeah, wow. And you've got some? Uh, special order. Okay, so they special order means? A 48-hour turn, okay. turnaround time, weather permitting. Okay, and they call 210-497-3760? That's it. Okay, 210-497-3760. And it's nice, the terror train you'll hear come by in a second. It's nice they stopped yelling at us. Well, i got to go fix that. Oh, man. They call us zombies. Look at the no, old guys. That, that, was, that was priority. I was, <laughs> that was priority one. For, well, wow. No, priority two. Scare, well, see, going scare by the now. children was number one. Okay. And number two is? Demean us. Yes. Okay, let's see what he does. <laughs> I'm not sure that's what you wanted, but that's okay. All right, let's take another quick break while we got one. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The answer. 
welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, our phone number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yeah, this is almost like... Uh, plans. The, the fall asters here are really attracting the yeah. pollinators. Yeah, the bees are all over there. They're very... It's been a while since I've seen aster color, kind of violet color. Then, uh, then we've got a replenished supply of the uh, spreading uh, lantana. Oh, the purple is that purple? The spreading? Yeah, that, that that's another spectacular plant. And that one, unlike the well, the the yellow uh, is blooming up a storm now, but it, it doesn't go very far into the winter. Whereas the that purple will look. It's one of the ones that you see and you see on the in Monta Vista and some of the other places where they've. Uh, take advantage of that trailing, and they look at the Emil, Look at the butterflies out there. I there. know. I was looking at that right as we started this. Uh, unbelievable. Sixty-seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty-seven. Let's see what else is going on. So, how do I plant the tatuma seeds? The tatuma seeds. Yeah. What do I do? Anything? Uh, you just get them near the soil, and they'll. Really? Yeah, you you, uh, just, you you don't have to be careful to respond. You just put them about a half, half an inch or a quarter of an inch into, into the ground. Before you plant them, it'll be good. Okay. And then you... Uh, now, I, I've been watering, uh, watering uh, things in the uh, garden almost every day because of this uh, dry uh, weather. Uh, but once regular rain, I'm, I'm counting on the rain Monday, despite Jerry's poo-pooing. Did you have a question for us? Can Come we on. ask it on the air? Sure. Okay, great. So uh, I have a uh, cedar elm. It's about, um, I'd say, 10 inches uh, around. Um, and it has um, suddenly, overnight, one of the uh, two of the branches have gone dead immediately. I'm losing some bark. I'm getting some curl filters, something of that nature. Is there is there any way to solve that? Well, there's there's a, they're starting to lose their leaves now. I've got, we've got one at our education resource center that is losing leaves too, um, like it's damaged. Uh, it looks a little bit like it's damaged. Like we've lost some some large sections of the probably a month ago, and and it went it went stone cold dead. And the leaves stayed on or fell off. Um, they all went. No, they stayed on. Yeah, that's not that's not the best sign. Um, but there's some still good foliage, some foliage there, still green on there. Correct. Yeah, there, there's only, there's only two branches specifically that it actually was native to the property, so it wasn't one that we planted. Okay. And I would say it's probably. I mean, we've been there ten years, so probably and fifteen they, years old. And they, uh, it's not in a situation where it's competing with a lot of other trees. Um, there is another cedar elm about uh, 10 feet away from it, and it's doing perfect. There's yeah. no issues whatsoever. And it's not on a slope or anything, is it? It's a slight slope. Have you been able, been able to water it at all? So I started watering it uh, about two weeks ago when I saw the two branches go just go dead, and so uh-huh. I was thinking that it was, it was having issues with yeah. and then I was just afraid that it was some type of disease and was wanting to know if there's anything I can do to try to save, the, save it. Well, they're they're not they're not really uh, if if it is a, if it is a disease, there's not really a lot a lot to do. With, but uh, see, now, and you're at you're at the situ at the time when 
Um, and each each tree's each cedar elm is a little different. There at the time when some of them are don't have, you don't have a favorite arborist that works your neighborhood, do you? I do not. No. Okay. Um, I think I think I would do what you're doing and just get just uh, uh, for now until it may, if the rains come then then we're okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for what and then. Uh, that, that's about the that's about the best you can do now. Uh, diseases that uh, um, well, that uh, result in uh, when there's competition. Okay. Um, but cedar elm is really usually not it. Um, property where it's a residential property and it's really yeah. valid. Yeah. Then I just find an arborist. Now a lot of arborists will look at diagnose a situation like that without charging you. Okay. The, but they'll say, here's what you got to do, and this is what it'll cost you. Right, right. So you, then you decide. Is there is there any benefit to cut? You can make it, make the decision. I wouldn't cut them off. I wouldn't cut them off until I, I had that ana- analysis. Okay. Uh, but that would be one of the one of the options. The leaves had just dropped right off when they turned brown. That would that would have been less scary than okay. than having having the, the leaves hold on there. Right. So, um, and then that uh, that. Uh, yep. That that was the that was the where, part where, that I was worried about. What county are you in? Uh, we're actually we're here in Bruna, one of the surrounding counties. You could get the extension agent to come out there and look. Got it. But why don't you why don't you uh, explore getting a arborist? Okay. To look, okay, and tell them you're you're debating what recommended that arbors take a look at it because okay. it's a val- valuable part of your landscape. Okay, excellent. All right. Oh, thanks Th- for coming. Thank by. you, gentlemen. Appreciate right. it. Thanks for coming on the Bye-bye. air. All right, that'll free. Well, that'll free up a place at the microphone here at the porch. Uh, but uh, or you can call us at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. All right. Well, there's nobody to the rainforest. Don't want to. No, no, no. Uh, uh, okay. The, uh, Are you sure you couldn't just keep it up for another hour or so? All right. So we got 20% chance it comes into play. Just what? 20% to give the amount, 50% tomorrow night. Okay. So it's still <laughs> just 50% now instead of the 80. Monday's a big day with an 80% chance oh, of still? showers. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. It doesn't, does it tell me? Uh, and then Monday night, it's up to 25, chance of precipitation, 50%. And then that goes away after, okay. after Monday. So scattered showers? Uh, it does say some um, Monday night says scattered showers. Yeah. And tomorrow, the 1 o'clock thing. So it seems to be overnight. Sunday night through Monday more Monday day seems to be the best chance. Really a lot of rain. Oh, <laughs> There's man. a saying about hope in one hand and... No, no, let's what? not go. No, don't, don't go with the saying. I don't know. I don't remember it, brother. Do you remember? No, I don't. Oh, uh, you remember? No, I don't remember. No. Hey, here at Millburgers, you see the terror, or you hear the terror train going by full of kiddos having a wonderful time going around the nursery. Uh, check out, uh, or maybe even call somebody and tell them that Millburgers is having the uh, university health system here tomorrow for the mammogram screenings. Uh, you need to go online uh, to, to uh, nursery.com to find out more about that. And uh, it'll give you the link to and found out too late. They had a 
had breast cancer, so it's a serious thing. This may be a real opportunity for somebody. So uh, if this isn't something that you need, you may want to call somebody that you know uh, that's worried about it. So 308-8867 and toll free. It's 866-308-8867. We're going to take a break, but while we do, you give us a call at the table, and we need Monarch reports. So you can call us with those at 210 Did we ever determine... Well, how much weld, wildflower to, seed we had? We'll do that in a moment on the answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867. Our number, 210-308-8867. And give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. We want to know uh, what you're growing, how things are going. Calvin went to look for wildflower seeds? Yeah. Okay. I, all I could find Since, when I went over there was a, a lot of blue bonnets. A lot of blue bonnets? Okay. Small, I mean, small package. Yeah. Millburgers doesn't stock the seeds. Other people do. So, oh, yeah. Calvin... Got another cup of coffee, so he should be he should be feeling better. The, uh, uh, I couldn't find any mixes over there. Yeah, but uh, it's funny. Uh, I talked to the grower that's growing our blue bonnet transplants. That'll be ready in. Uh, oh, you said November. End of November. End yeah. of November. Okay. Probably, and uh, <laughs> I t- I think I mentioned on the air. That when I when we gave them the seed, again they wanted to drop back on the acid tr- scarification treatment to 15 minutes rather than an hour. Does it cost more to do it for an hour than no. it? No. Why did they want to drop back? I don't. I have no okay. idea. That's an unanswered question. Because everybody that uh, we've schooled on how to do it right. Yeah, well, you're you're right on the seed. There there are packets of blue bonnet seed on every spare right. shelf in the <laughs> in the uh, office area there. And I think those uh, Lady Bird Johnson raw blue bonnet. Yeah, there's several several different kinds, but they didn't have. They said, and I didn't see any, and they said they didn't have any uh, other mixes or anything. So oh, it's all it's all I, blue bonnets. I missed it. I thought I missed it. Okay. Well, to let you know, just we, we got a little packet of the seeds of the, the mixes, which you know. Oh, and, okay, and, good. And Laura has planted them. All right, already she, planted she, them? She, no, well, she, she right. got sand, as you suggested. And, and mixed it in. Yeah. We plant, we planted, I planted our, mine, and I gave uh, Bark two, two, and he planted his, too. So we got all those planted in your neighborhood. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll see. Uh also, I got a note from uh, Dr. Larry Stein, who's taken over the Blue Bonnet Project, mm. and uh, he wrote, wrote me uh, yesterday, well, Friday, and said, I hope the weather people are right, and he sent me where they have planted uh, the uh, uh, red maroon at the botanical garden and they, uh, from seed. And they planted uh, Ladybird Johnson Royal Blue at Verstraten Farm. And uh, they, they planted them in wonderful, 
wonderful uh, prepared beds, but no way to water. So I wrote him back. I said, well, if the rain doesn't come, the blue bonnet seed will wait there. Until it does? Until it does. Oh, that's cool. And uh, that's what I was telling that lady that I had that uh, seminar with uh-huh. a while ago. Well, that, that, that's one of the things that's, uh, that's fun about wildflower seeds. Yeah, they're, they're tough. They're unexpected. Yeah. yeah they, you know, it's just like I hadn't seen Coreopsis in my yard for a couple of years, it seems like. I, there are a few, but this last year, it was just again, it was back covering the whole, <laughs> whole area, and uh, it was just amazing. Where it came from, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. You, you know, well, you, you know that you expect that that wildflower seed is could potentially, what, some of them, 10, 20 years? Oh, or yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, the it, uh, one that'll sneak up on you is that uh, larkspur. larkspur. Yeah. <laughs> larkspur. You may not have sneak. it one year. <laughs> it doesn't sneak. It just uh, bursts in there and takes over. Yeah. I, I like it though because it's it, pretty. Yeah, and then it uh, if you're if you're into those uh, uh, into butterflies and uh, uh, hummingbirds, they they really are attracted to it too. Yeah. And you, they've got bicolors in there. In other words, two colors. And, and, and in fact, when we did the bunny bloom larkspur, and despite what your critics say, Jerry, yeah, you can. Uh, I've had great luck transplanting. Uh, into you know, at least <laughs> depends on the year and how many I want, yeah. but at least a couple rows, <laughs> and then then let those that recede on the corners and on the but, edges. But Kevin, that couldn't be true because of wa- the wildflower bo- books. Well, I'm glad you didn't you tra- tell me that before <laughs> I started using them. <laughs> you can't transplant. Hey, let's go back to the phone lines right now. We have one of our listeners from Bryan, Texas. All right. Calling us. Lewis is on the line. Hey, Lewis, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, Where South Texas. Brian. Oh. What's going on, Lewis? Hey, asking about um, fragrant-type plants. Where I currently live on the coast, I've got a sweet olive. It just smells yeah. great. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking up for the Bryan area. What kind of fragrant plants... Would you plant like the almond verbenas or yeah? That I really like uh-huh. the fragrant stuff. Where, where what is the? He wants is, fragrant plants in Brian. Yeah, uh, permanent plants or uh, annual flowers or permi- your favorites. Uh, yeah, permanent, permanent perennials like almond verbenas and sweet olives and that. But yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I grow the. the I grow they the should grow pretty well in uh, Brian. Yeah, but what else would you guys recommend? Uh, fragrant plant. Uh, well, we, the, the, we like flocks, phanic flocks. Phanic flocks. You can find them. And, okay. And uh, the uh, bulb, the uh, iris, uh, not iris. Uh, you're talking about the, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The <laughs> paper whites, <laughs> paper whites. Narcissus. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. I don't think of it as a fragrance. I think of it as a smell. Well, you go ahead. <laughs> I've explained that but, to you. But that, <laughs> it, it depends. You know, if you're not, 
if it's you're not smelling a bouquet in your on your kitchen <laughs> uh, shelf, then then it's uh, and you're a little ways away from it in, outside. It's like, a, like it's a pleasant fragrance. Do the cut flowers of an ar- of a paper white and put them out on the back porch or front porch and shut the door. Yeah. And that's the best way. Well, to that that's an outstanding <laughs> it's an outstanding plant e- e- yeah. even the frag with the fragrance, but gosh, it can Never. tolerate some shade. It drought tolerant and yeah. every year. <laughs> now, Mr. Moore used to say <laughs> that there's a bad smelling one that, and he he just Hated that one that we grow, uh, but he, the, uh, he said there's also some that are very nice fragrance. Mm. And he he was uh, growing some of those out there, but uh, we never finished that project. I don't think. Did you do you grow st- stocks? Yeah, there you go. St- no, stocks, I've never. I've never. Yeah, stocks are really a uh, fragrant, and then sweet peas. There you go. Uh, those, those two are those two are my favorite. And alyssum, yeah, alyssum, which grows grows now in the winter. The white one does better. It's very fragrant. And uh, you can do like Jerry does, in, and uh, at the nursery, the when they have the uh, stocks, they've got <laughs> they usually got a mix of uh, doubles and singles. Single, yeah, and, and uh, you can. Um, the, the doubles, of course. There's lots of good colors too to choose from. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Well, I was looking for that really strong perfume, like like my Laura Bush petunias that have been reseeding for 20 years. They there have a go. fragrance. Which is it? Laura Bush petunias. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, they have a strong sweet fragrance in the evening. That, oh, the that sweet olive. Yeah, I guess that petunia <laughs> flavor. Yeah, it's another one I don't yeah, think of as fragrance. <laughs> well, the old fashioned, you know, the Laura Bush, the. Yeah, like yeah. a sweet olive, you can smell it thirty or forty feet away if you're downwind, especially in the evening when it's fairly still. Oh, you know, yeah. it's so you've got a lot of those gorgeous ideas. Have you got a lot of those Laura Bush uh, petunias? Yeah, I've got a lot of them, man. I've, I've got have, a, what colors? Have, have, I mean, they, have they all uh, blend, blended into one both. color, got, or the uh, have you got three or four different versions? Uh, they've reseeded for 20 years, so they've reverted to pinks and purple. Wow. I still got the original uh, kind of a dark pink, and then I've got the purples. Yeah, right. Cool. I've uh, got about every shade of pink that they come in just because they reseed. Yeah, uh, they do. Uh, have you have you gone out there uh, after it rained on them and, and enjoyed that fragrance? Yeah, I really like them. I really like them. I'm no, I'm, I'm talking about the fragrance of the foliage. He's got this look on after, his face. After I think it it's rains a, on him. I think he doesn't oh, okay. think of it as a great fragrance. Okay. You know, there's a... Of course, it hasn't rained very much lately. Yeah. The 4 o'clock... Well, whatever happened on the experiment uh, the two, on 4 o'clock fragrance? Yeah, they have a fragrance. All of them are just... They're, they're well, just invasive, Arthur, though. You really wouldn't want to put those in a... Or they could uh, take over a bed, would you? Uh, they're so easy to break off and uh, when they sprout out, out, come up. But uh, they they are fragrant and they're tough. I've got some yeah, that. that are planted twenty years ago uh-huh. during during this drought. 
in my garden, which is not being watered at all in the last five or six years, those four clocks are the only thing coming up. Well, I've weeded mine out of, <laughs> of the the uh, tough rose garden. There you go. That, but they it hasn't phased them. They just come right back, you know. Yeah. I, I, I can do it two or three times a year, and they're still there. Yeah. Right. Right. But they're they're fragrant. And that's uh, another that's another one the deer don't eat. That's right. Well, they can't eat them fast enough, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of uh, deer don't eat, uh, the uh, some of the very uh, the uh, uh, the bulb that comes up around old houses, uh, old cemetery iris. Well, no, I'm crinums. Uh, Oh, some of the crinums are very uh, fragrant. Ja, uh, right. Giant, giant, uh, let's see, what do they call that? Uh, giant, she got giant in that name. But uh, Maybe there's a, one of the listeners. Can I, something I, giant. Yeah. I was trying to that think of the one, the one that grows at yeah. USAA under the, yeah. under the porch. Yeah, that's the one that Greg had. But there's numerous uh, crinums. And uh, they all all have different fragrances, but uh, th- they're tough too. And the the deer don't okay. eat them either, do they? Huh? The all right. Don't... I don't think so. Does that yeah. help you, Lewis? Yeah, yeah. I'm always looking for ideas of of uh, different stuff like that, like that that I may not have thought of. The deer, like the, the the, one of the most one of the most fragrant plants that you can't find anymore. That's uh-huh. in the. Uh, in the Mexican culture, is henna, H-E-N-N-A. Uh-huh. I forget the other name. Now, that is tremendously fragrant. Doesn't okay. have a bloom on it or an mm. attractive bloom on it, but it's the f- most fragrant of all plants, I think. Really? What mm. kind of, is it a, Yeah. What, what would you use the fragrance for, just in, in the garden? Or? Yeah, uh, it's used a lot in India. Uh, they, they, in fact, they put those, uh, they, the tattoos. The, the, there you go. Good what is it? Going, the, ta- the henna tattoos. Yeah, the henna. Tattoo, huh? You got one of those tattoos, Mill? No, uh, I do not. <laughs> well, it's, it's temporary. The henna tattoo. Oh, is tattoo. it? I didn't know Oh, that. yeah, it's oh, temporary. Okay. But, uh, they use it in India for a lot of stuff. All right. And Thanks, Louis. <laughs> go ahead. That's Thank you, guys. Uh, keep been. us informed if you come up with any new ideas. Louis. All right. Well, I got that Mrs. James Henry Crinum from Southern Bulb Company, you know, up in East Texas. Okay. They claim that as a really fragrant one. It's new to me, so I'm trying that one. And what is it? And of course, here I've got here I've got a uh, night blooming jasmine and yeah. angel trumpet. There oh, you that's go. Be great. That's fragrant. You've got all there. kinds of scents. He's got yeah, good sense. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah that's what I was just getting ready to say. <laughs> Thank you, Lewis. You take care. All right, we've got James on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi there, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Uh, I'm doing okay. Waiting on the cool front uh, and rain, supposedly. Hey, I got a couple of questions. I'm growing some yellow squash in a container, and it's doing real well. It's got uh, half a dozen or more fruit squash on them. They're picking size. But they're lime color. My question, I haven't grown squash in many years. Um, can you pick it now, and will it 
fully ripen, or does that need to ripen on the vine, so to no. speak? You can pick it when you see it. Yes. Uh, but you say it's lime colored? Yeah, you know, they're not fully yellow. They were start out green and then, mm. yeah. Is it, is it supposed to be a yellow squash? Well, according to the packet, it's just a seed packet. That's that's strange because they usually start out, unless it's, it's got uh, the mosaic it's called, virus. It's called, it's called butter dish, and the picture on the packet is just a yellow squash. Yeah. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm worried that that squash may have some... Uh, uh, mosaic virus, squash uh, mosaic virus. Uh, it keep, keeps them keeps them green, or uh, keeps keeps the majority of them green with uh, yellow spots on it. That's okay. a virus. That doesn't hurt. That doesn't hurt them to eat. So they're but, still edible. Uh, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, usually, you just get them a little younger, and uh, they're perfectly good to eat. Okay, I'm standing over. I'm um, one is kind of yellow, lime green. It's yellow and green, you know. Very yeah. Gated. Yeah, and this one here is fully yellow, and it's got a few green spots on it. Yeah. But it, that's anyway. Okay, so is, should I treat it or just let it go? No, and just no, no. You you don't treat that. Uh, you just, just you you'll notice the leaves a little bit different too. Just eat it. Uh, Instead of rounded, a lot of times they look like they've been shredded, depending yeah, on no. uh, how how bad the virus is. But anyway, you just The leaves are kind of pointed. Uh, I don't know if yeah. it's the variety or if it's yeah. the virus. It's yeah. the virus. Okay. Well, but uh, don't worry well, about James, it. James, you escaped the, the vi- squash vine borers no. <laughs> in, in well, favor of the virus. <laughs> Well, is that a good thing? I'm sure it is, because yeah. I don't well, know. You can eat it. I don't know if Tatumi gets gets virus. I don't. I've never. Had ever, I bet you. Of course, never. I haven't planted acres and acres. <laughs> but I've, I've never heard of. Uh, if uh, those of you who are growing Tatuma squash, uh, tell us if you've ever had any discolored fruit. Yeah, I've key. never seen a discolored either. It's yeah. It's always the size that you're yeah, yeah. trying to catch it before it gets bigger in softball size and yeah. gets to be volleyball size. I bet you that thing doesn't get viruses. It's, it's, it's I haven't seen it yet. That's good. That That's interesting. <laughs> okay, well then I'll pick these off because they're they're picking size already. I don't want them to get tough. So yeah, ahead. yeah, they'll get tough. Go ahead and eat them. Get big. Yeah. Okay, second question. I've got a desert rose on the patio that's getting a small one. Um, it's getting morning sun. It's on the patio table. Uh, yeah. when, do I, when do I stop fertilizing that for the wintertime and bring it in, or do I fertilize I, it year-round? How are you fertilizing it? I'm using this. Uh, I don't water very often. When it's early dried out here. Let me go over here. It's miracle Grows Blooming House Plants Food. That's you good. put eight drops in a quart of water. Yeah. There you go. I, w- I, I don't think I would ever stop. Well, you're gonna you, you're gonna have to br- bring it in in the winter, right? Yeah, pretty Protect soon it in the winter. Yeah, probably within a month or so, I'll bring it, put it in the window. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever stop fertilizing with that. 
Okay. It hasn't bloomed yet. I've only had it a few months, but it, it's doing great. It's put on new growth, new leaves. It's putting okay. on a new shoot at the, near the base, so yeah, I just didn't know a, if I needed to cut off the food when I no, brought it in the house. As long as you got that kind of growth, I wouldn't fool with it. Okay. Third thing, uh, <laughs> uh, that gumbumilia we determined that I thought was coma. Yeah. Uh, Milton, I never got the email. You're going to forward an email to oh, me. Oh, doggone it. Okay, I will. Yeah. Could you send that to me if you get a chance? Yes, I'll be happy to. What is it? Right. It's a uh, Bumelia. Bumelia. Okay. Yeah, it's one of the native. Those yeah. native one, puff, one more puff, quick puff. one then on the fertilization. Same same question, same strategy. My bougainvillea is in a hanging basket, and the butterflies are just enjoying it right now. When do <laughs> I Which one is it? Bougainvillea. Bougainvillea. Yeah, oh, it's doing wonderful. And it's got black butterflies just loving it this morning, yeah, this afternoon. Um, when do I stop feeding it? Well, when the temperature starts getting flirting with four, below 40 degrees, it's going to quit quit blooming. Quit blooming, okay. I so, would, I mean, I, I would encourage it to bloom as long as you can, and then yeah. you put it in protection when the weather gets there. Yeah. Yeah, not, I'll bring it inside the shop yeah, there. Enjoy it, where it has and, heat. and let those uh, butterflies enjoy it. Okay, but when I bring it in, stop feeding it when it overwinters, correct? Yes. Right. All righty. Thank you. Right. Appreciate it. Thank you, James. All right. 210-308-8867. Sorry about that. I forgot to email it to you. I'll make myself a, a memo on that. I can't uh, uh, re- remember too often when bougainvillea is attracted to uh, Butterflies? Uh, butterflies are po- any pollinator. No. Yeah. Um, gener- generally, the hummingbirds just kind of slip by it. I think I've got pictures of butterflies on Boogie. <laughs> yeah, ones you've talked to, <laughs> whispered with. Oh. You've got pictures of butterflies <laughs> driving pickup trucks. you got, <laughs> you got pictures of butterflies doing everything. It's amazing. got to do what a man got to do. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 and Bull Verde Road on 930 AM. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer. You know, they talk about the right tool for the job and having the right tool. Well, you know what? Uh, For watering your trees, the Tree Hugger Sprinkler is the right tool for that job. Tree Hugger Sprinkler comes in three different sizes, 7-inch, 11-inch, and 15-inch. That's important because it opens up, it has a hinge on it, and it wraps around or hugs the tree and uh, yeah you can turn it on just a little bit uh, and water that root ball and get it nice and soggy and wet and happy or you can turn it up higher and water the um, the drip line as well so uh, check it out now you'll find the tree hugger sprinkler uh, here at mill burgers you'll also find it at heb it's uh, the little tip is it's easier and better for your pocketbook to get it locally uh, so uh, come on out to the nursery and pick up yours. Check them out online at treehuggersprinklers.com, treehuggersprinklers.com. It's the winner of the uh, 20, 
2021 award for best new product by the Hardware Association. All right, Jerry's on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, Jerry. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good. How are you guys? Good, good. What's going on? Uh, I had a question about some white fly problems I'm having in a greenhouse. Oh. What is it? My God, my God, have mercy on your soul. Well, you know <laughs> what I'm dealing with. <laughs> uh, those things <laughs> in a greenhouse, they, they, they uh, no, no insecticide will, will work. A spray of water is probably about as good as anything to get rid of the uh, adults, the ones that you see flying. Yes, sir. And they're white. Oh. You know what they call them? Yet? White flies? There you go. How about that? <laughs> the, uh, we had, had some, the the grower didn't want to admit that he had white flies. He said, well, these are not white flies. They're white, and they're flying. But they're not. They're not white flies. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to say, there are. Yeah. But well, it, what, anyway... What the, White flies. Yeah, and the key, the key there is what the the, the uh, eggs. And yeah, the egg, yeah. There's four generations of eggs that haven't hatched under the leaves. So when you spray the uh, the adults, whether you use an insecticide or a spray of water, uh, they'll disappear, and within two to three days, those eggs hatch out again and you back got the white flies again uh, some of the best well what we like to do is uh in a greenhouse especially is get rid of the inoculum in other words the plant that they're on before you plant your tomatoes and crops like that in there and that way they don't spread to the other plants so fast uh another thing that works fairly well are these uh, sticky strips, these little strips that you hang up, and uh, and they fly into the strip and get stuck. It's kind of sad, yes, man. They're trying to lift their little feet up there on that. Uh, but uh, they they work fairly well. But as far as in, uh, insecticides, we haven't found much to be very effective against them. I've been using a mixture of some dish soap and water and, and spraying them yeah. with that and getting That'll some results work. out of that. That's, that's something I've worked with you, Dr. Parsons, on personally for a while, and it, it seems to, to do pretty good. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, you're getting the adults, uh, but that's probably not doing much good for the eggs. Yeah. No, not at all. I've got to come back and respray them and respray yeah, them and try to get probably that. Like every, four every, days every four days. Every four days, yeah. Yes, sir. But uh, you don't have to use any of those poisonous, toxic pesticides. You just use uh, soapy water. Soap? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Good luck. Well, thank, thank you, you I appreciate it. Do you okay. want Jerry to call us back with a report? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jerry. <laughs> what, right. what plant was it on? Uh, it, it was in his greenhouse. Thing. It was it's, in his greenhouse. It spread. Uh, I, I was, this is a sad thing about it. 
The best way to get rid of them is get rid of the plants that they're on. Oh. Just destroy the plant. But uh, this is in a greenhouse. And uh, they shut the greenhouse down in the summer when it's so hot. And uh, we thought that that, if you remove all the inoculum uh-huh. or the plants that they're on from the greenhouse, you, you'll have clean, a clean greenhouse for a long period of time after you reopen it. And uh, because you've gotten rid of their... Uh, nest so to speak but uh, uh, for some reason in this greenhouse they over, oh, took st- they, uh, had some plants in there uh-huh. that they kept through the summer vacancy yeah I always that had the gr- white flies on them I use my greenhouse just for uh, winter protection generally yeah and uh, just about the time you can get the plants outside, the white flies. Yeah. But and once once you move the plants outside, it didn't seem like the white flies lasted very long. Yeah. Uh, but they're deadly in a greenhouse. Yeah. Then you get in there when they get really thick. So you got you, you breathe them, Melvin. You got it's hard to yeah. breathe. You got several factors on <laughs> trying to raise plants in the summer in Texas. You know, you got the white flies and you got the heat. Yeah. But you can use the heat and uh, against them in the summer. Can you? Yeah, move move everything that they're on out. And uh, oh, you're, you're saying it wouldn't. You, 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 yeah. you got some slack out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so the the beneficials would have a chance, and uh, just the the weather seems to affect them. Too. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Go ahead. <laughs> Make sure I give the phone number out. Okay. I appreciate you doing that, man. Well, not a problem. Which you, you got You're there? good at that, man. Thank you. The, uh, <laughs> I was looking at Calvin's article here, and let's see, he talks about uh, hummingbirds and said uh, the black chin hummingbirds, uh, the resident hummingbirds species of San Antonio will start their migration travels next month. You mean from here or to here? Well, both. Oh. You know, the one you're, you're low, if you've got some favorites, uh, they, they'll be moving on, but they'll... Oh, no. There'll be other... And it's, it's a strange thing. Suppose you've named them. Yeah, that's... <laughs> but but it's, it's strange, too, because... Uh, they, they they seem to go in all different directions. <laughs> you know, some seem to be going stra- even straight north for a little while, and then others are going east, and and then a lot of them going straight uh, south. Uh, so it's if if you're uh, we're trying to clarify your mind on uh, <laughs> on the hummingbird migration, that's a pretty tough task. Yeah, some of them are going north. Well, for ten, little. Seem to be stupid for jobs birds. and everything. Don't they know it's yeah. going to be cold up there? Well, they they don't go they <laughs> really. Don't, they don't go uh, for miles or anything. <laughs> but they, well, and then you then you look at those rufous hummingbirds. A lot of them are going almost. Uh, they go straight south. south, and then they go 
Easter. <laughs> so what should people do to prepare? <laughs> should they get their feeders ready and rolling? And yeah, well, you know, we have those. That's why we always talk about the fire bush and the fire yeah. spike. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot, you know, and that, that porter weed is another one. <laughs> Miss flower mm. brings them right into the patio. And then if you got a, uh, you can even have a couple feeders with hummingbird feeders. And uh, the neatest thing is that those battles over the, oh. <laughs> over the, they'll even battle over those fire bush. Plants. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, like the rufous hummingbirds share? are the littlest ones, but they they seem to be the toughest. And they'll <laughs> take possession. And uh, there'll be all kinds of dog fights. But they don't kill each other, do they? Huh? They don't kill each other. Oh, no. They? No, they, I, I've sure. never seen that. It's not that fierce, but it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty energetic. They might. And then some of the rufus will stay over the winter, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're, they're pretty unpredictable. I love those ruby throats when they come. Yeah, they're, they're, they're neat. They're pretty. And what is the ratio of sugar to water? Four, four parts to one part. So five parts total, one part sugar, four parts water. Yeah, and it's by volume, basically. Oh, okay, okay. okay. You yeah, you don't have to weigh it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the uh, I, ma- I imagine during this hot weather, the hummingbird feeders were drying up, too, pretty quick. They're, you know, we've, we've had our listeners in the past years have called and said, no, no hummingbirds this year. But this year, this year, I think everybody's had hummingbirds, That's and, they're, good. and they've oh. been uh, uh, moving through the the sugar water pretty fast. The other thing is that if you if you've had a feeder out there for a long time, you you you've probably developed a, a relationship with the uh, <laughs> woodpeckers. There you go. And they. You know, it's a little different to that, that little uh, hummingbird, t- that little sip, and then that, the woodpecker, you know, they just uh, they they, suck it up. They peck the uh, the screens out. That's oh, yeah. They, they'll just pull that. I swear I got some that, 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 that don't even like sugar water. They just like to pull those things out and throw them on the ground. But uh, you get the, uh, the, best, the best one uh, hummingbird feeder from Poteet. Yeah. That that uh, doesn't doesn't use those uh, flowers. They're just a it's a hole. So that, that oh okay. So the woodpecker, if he wants some sugar water, can take some sugar water, but can't, can't do that. Can't o- open them up. They, uh, I always wanted to get take pictures of the ruby throats and uh, and put them on TV. Also put them on TV. What always amazes me is. Uh, it, it seems like mine are always competing in the dog fights, and I all, I always see these pictures where there's four hummingbirds sitting around. Yeah, it, it's almost like <laughs> Jerry's had a chance to have his little whisper with them. No. because they I, I never see them that kind of cooperative <laughs> spirit, you know, where they're going to share a hummingbird feeder. Well, mm. what I, like I say, I love to take pictures of the uh, ruby throat. Uh, they're rare here. They're well, hard to find. Right on the border. It's kind of like the thir- yeah. uh, I-35. But I went up Nac- to Nacogdoches, visit Greg. Oh yeah, there. They, they. That's all that's up there. Yeah. It's a ruby throat. That's all. It's amazing. That's all that 
be uh, from 35 east to <laughs> to New England. That's all there is. <laughs> uh, ruby throats. They're pretty. There is, uh, that ruby throat is interesting uh, because if they be feeding on some flowers, getting the nectar. And if the sun, if they turn a certain direction and the sun's not hitting that ruby throat just right, it's not ruby anymore. It's yeah. kind of a, bri- a grayish. That's, that's right. But uh, it reflects the sun well, you, to be red. Well, quite often you'll get a, a, a re-identification, you know. Mm-hmm. You'll be talking to somebody and they'll say, uh, well, I, got, I don't know what I've got. Uh, you know, they all got dark throats. And then the same thing, it'll they be a different time of the day. And <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. We got ruby throats and we got black chins. Yeah, that's it's amazing how, how it goes away and uh, if the uh, light's not exactly right, which makes it di- more difficult to take pictures. We, can, pictures we, we may as well bring up the, the fact, too, that the uh, it, uh, and this is, amazes me knowing how uh, naturalists generally think the uh, almost it's a, a unanimous uh, uh, belief that uh, that us having our hummingbird feeders available into the winter does not affect whether they stay or go. Yeah. Oh, that right. They seem to be they make their decisions. <laughs> And nobody knows. Then no, nobody knows why they make their, their decisions the way they are. It's not because there's sugar water available yeah. here and not so and they'll, flowers uh, here. Too. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Okay, uh, once again, a reminder from your San Antonio water system that we are in Stage 2. And let's uh, do everything we can to stay in Stage 2. And that means that everyone needs to abide by those Stage 2 water restrictions. You'll find them online at saws.org forward slash Stage 2. But you're looking for that water day. Uh, that, that you can water. Uh, it's during it's Monday through Friday, and you have a day based on the last number of the uh, your address, and then you can water between 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. and 7 a, 7 p.m. And, and 7. I'm sorry, 7 p.m. and 11 p.m. Uh, so you can water both times, uh, but it's uh, so important. Uh, one of the things. That um, that you need to know is that Saws now is out finding folks and and stuff. So uh, there may have been an attitude about warning before, but now because of the seriousness of this, they are finding people. So don't get a fine, uh, but make sure your yard looks fine by uh, <laughs> abiding by those uh, stage two restrictions. Go to saws.org forward slash stage two. Shane is on the line at 210-308-8867. Shane, hey, welcome back. Come back. Hey, guys. Um, at the, Where you been? At, I've, I've been busy. I've actually oh. been up in North Louisiana for about four months now. Oh, oh wow. My oh, Lord. So, um, but at the end of the show Sunday, they had y'all had a guy call in that 
was having problems using horse manure in a garden, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Um, there is a, I believe it's an herbicide by the name of Picloram that right. they use in a lot of hay fields. Yeah, I, and thought, it, I, I, th- I thought it was Grazon. Maybe that's another brand. It's but anyway, very well could well, What was the one you just mentioned? Uh, Picloram? Pick up. Apparently, it'll pass through a horse or a cow, and will affect your garden. Yeah, I told him that, and uh, we were going. He was going to check. It was growing in a container, and he was going to plant some uh, radishes in there and uh, see how they react. You can get well, a pretty pretty good. Uh, well, I don't know if you remember, but the uh, folks at the I think San Antonio River Authority had used some of the, actually thought it was, may have been composted, but not very far. Yeah. They used it as a soil treatment, and we could see where the <laughs> the pigarand uh, drained all the way in, oh, yeah. in the land, killed all the plants uh, all the way through that, the drainage <laughs> area. It was just amazing how powerful it was. Yeah. Is that the yeah. is that the experience that uh, most people have had with that, Shane? I I don't know. I just I've heard about it, but I do not. I mean, I don't. You haven't experienced it, huh? I have not personally experienced it. I'll put it that way. <laughs> okay. The, yeah. We uh, there's some horror stories out there about that, but uh, that's a very there's selective the- herbicide. <laughs> That uh, clean, cleans up the hay fields and everything, but yeah, uh, yeah. can be clean up your garden as well. Yeah, right. Um, five gallon bucket of water overnight, and you can see the chemical floating on top if it's in there. Hmm. Oh, is that right? Hmm. I didn't know that. I just know they do a what do they call that a bio assay, bio assay, where you plant a Another plant in with a uh, uh, in the soil that you are suspected is in. Yes. And uh, see if it dies or lives. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I hope his his was in a container, and uh, I said, "Was it squash? I think he was growing squash." And I I believe it was squash he was growing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but apparently uh, that stuff, once it gets in the ground, even through manure, it's there for years. No, oh, yeah. So. Not anyway. So. No, no weeds anyway. if you like sterile ground. <laughs> right. Right. No, I, just, I tried to get in at the tail end of the show Sunday right after he got off, and I was just a minute too late. Yeah, we saw we saw the yeah, sorry about that, Shane. and hung up on me. No, we wouldn't do that to you, Shane. <laughs> we didn't say, Shane, come back. I said, we? Shane, call back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> actually, actually, that was what I was told to do, was call back next weekend. Okay. Oh, okay. So I called back. <laughs> Thank you. So anyway, you guys have a good day. Yeah, it's good you hearing too. from you, Shane. Yeah, it sure is. Welcome back to Texas. All right, 
308-8867 and toll free it's 866-308-8867 looks like we got uh, empty lines so now's a perfect time to call all right what else you got going on over well, there well let's remind oh, yeah. everybody that uh, we got Cyclamen, every color you Poor can Calvin think of. Poor Calvin is there. just—he's he's like getting twitchy over here, <laughs> yeah, looking yeah, at those cyclamen. It's, ama- it's amazing the colors there. Uh, plant for uh, color in the winter, uh, pre- pretty, pretty cold tolerant. You know, Jer- Jerry has made me conservative in terms of uh, if it gets below thirty, I like to put a fabric on it because it's uh, uh, it's a uh, an expensive plant. Yeah, but it does spectacular blooms right now, and they bloom like that right to the end of, end of the winter. There's uh, Primula, too, which is almost as spectacular, but uh, a little more like a pansy growth. And then, speaking of pansies, lots of nice pansies out there. I don't know if we mentioned them much today. Uh, and then, unbelievable, the snapdragons. Uh, every color and every size you can think of, plus the... Uh, stocks. We got uh, two or three different kinds of stocks out there. I'll, I'll, I'll be getting some of those before I leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, called calendula. Yeah, that, that, that's one you like too, Jerry, isn't it? The calendula. Uh, yeah, I've I've grown that. I've got um, some that ma- made it through the. They're <laughs> still uh, still alive. Yeah, uh, that plant's tough. The way I've ca- became familiar with it is uh, I used to get. Uh, uh, some potting mix from the grower that we always talk about. And I'd put it in my bed, just throw the potting mix out there in the bed, and calendulas would come up most of the time because huh. they, they, they leave a lot of... They, they germinate at a slow rate, so uh, they, and they pull, yeah. but... Uh, there's a lot of them still yeah. left in there, seeds still left in there. Now, I always, always describe them as a, as a, and I think they've, people have done this for years, as if you want to warm up your winter yeah. cut flower garden uh-huh. or, or even the flower garden because they, they're golden and uh, yellow. That's right. And they're, they look, the flowers look a lot like a, well, a, mar- a cross between a marigold and a mum, basically. Yeah. Let's help Sharon out at 210-308-8867. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good. How can we help you? Uh, when should do we harvest sweet potatoes? When do we harvest sweet potatoes? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when did you plant them? Actually, most of them come up volunteer. Okay. Uh, they can yeah, uh, April and May. Uh, you originally planted. <laughs> okay, do, do, do they run all over the place? The uh, vines? Yeah, yeah, they're running all over. <laughs> okay, uh, you probably already got sweet potatoes ready. Um, okay. In the, in the southeast. Um, they they wait till the vine kind of gets killed back by cold, but in Texas, uh-huh. if you sometimes the vine never gets killed back by the cold. So, I would say before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Can they, can they do a little probe with a hand yeah, shovel? Yeah, yeah. You can uh, 
because they're going to have most of the sweet potatoes, uh, if not, in other words, are yeah. either where you planted them in the ground. The vines, right. the vines don't usually produce uh, sweet potatoes, even though they'll root in and start growing. And probably if they had long enough time, they would produce sweet potatoes. So if you, you do a little of the digging there under that the crown, sprout, yeah. and if there's a thick root there, that's yeah. harvested, you harvest a sweet potato. It's a root. and uh, Yeah, yeah. I've had them year out here, but I just never never seem to harvest them at the right time. <laughs> well, the, the, the problem is here, if you leave them in the ground for as long as they'll grow, uh, they'll they'll crack their root and they actually crack when they grow, expand <laughs> and uh, that kind of messes them up. I, I've they, always ever have had trouble with something ate them, you know, ate on them like worms of some kind. Yeah, grub, grubs will eat on them. Also, when you cut them, do you see uh, little insects within the sweet potato? Sometimes. Okay, that's a that's a sweet potato weevil, and okay. uh, uh, they're usually in an area that you've grown sweet potatoes in for several years. And that's, okay. That's what uh, to put around in South Texas, and uh-huh. most of the sweet potatoes were grown up around uh, Tyler and East Texas, but. Uh, you want to get them probably before Thanksgiving. Maybe, maybe even maybe even sooner. If you can yeah. dig, like Kevin said, if you can dig around the main crown of the of the sweet potato, and you you get some of the sweet potato roots uh, that are about the right size, uh, uh, and you can look at the right size in the in the supermarkets. Uh, go ahead and take the sweet potatoes. Go ahead and dig the sweet potatoes now, and uh, put them in a storage area for a while, for about a, two or three weeks, to let them uh, what we call suberize. The wounded areas tend to uh, coat over with, uh, I guess, a sap or uh, of the sweet potatoes. Well, Sharon, we've run out of time. Thank what? You. Thank you for calling. I was in tour to enjoy that. I know. Okay, we're going to say goodbye for today, but thanks to everybody that called in, and, of course, thanks to Barry back at the station doing a great job getting all the calls on the air, and, of course, thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. You know what? We're back here tomorrow. Hey, go find out about the uh, University Health uh, Mammogram uh, um, wagon that's going to be here. It's not um, RV. Uh, so uh, it's millburgernursery.com. We'll see you tomorrow on uh, 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.